listening to the podcast of Russian Poetry for the learners of Russian. Вы слушаете подкаст о русской поэзии для изучающих русский язык. Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for another session of learning Russian poetry. So today we are going to look into a poem by Alexander Bloch. Uh, and the poem is very good for the beginners. So if you're a complete beginner, or well, not complete beginner, but if you just started learning Russian, learning by heart this uh, poem will be very, very good for you because you can make it easily. It's only eight lines, but the story behind this poem is really big. So, um, like before, I'll uh, tell you something about the biography of the poet, uh, then we'll read the poem in English and Russian, and then we'll analyze the poem, uh, look at to, into expression tools used by the poet, and then uh, we will learn the poem line by line. I read the line, you repeat it after me, then we repeat two lines together, then the whole poem together, and then boom, you know an entire poem and can show off to your friends and to your Russian teacher. All right. So let's start. Today we are looking into the poetry of Alexander Bloch, a very famous and very loved Russian poet. He was born in 1880s in St. Petersburg. His father was a university professor and his mother, his mother worked in the government. Uh, he got an excellent education. Uh, he, was, uh, he got his uh, degree from the University of St. Petersburg. He started at the Faculty of Law, but then he changed it for the Faculty of uh, Philology. In 1903, he gets married with Lyubov Mindeleeva, and yes, this is not a coincidence, this is a daughter of famous Dmitry Mindeleev, the guy who invented the periodic table. And uh, they were uh, happily married, so to speak, till the end of his days. However, um, he had some love affairs on the side because he was very famous, he was very loved by the people from St. Petersburg. Uh, there is some information that he had a love affair with uh, an actress, with an opera singer. But at the same time, Lubov Mindeleeva also had some love affairs. For example, with Andrei Bely, another poet, for whom she was just a muse. She was an ideal example of like this poetic inspiration. And Bloch, very disturbed by this situation, of Andrei Bely falling in love with his wife. Um, this, this episode was included into his, um, uh, his other, uh, like a play uh, called Balaganchik. Okay, so uh, now let's uh, go to the poem, which was written in 1909, no, in 1912. And uh, it was partly inspired by tragic events that happened in 1909 when uh, Bloch lost his father and uh, he lost his son. So at the same year he had these two big tragedies happening in his life. And this poem became like a division moment uh, when uh, Bloch realized that he cannot live in this world of UP, in this very ephemeral, sublime world of poetry and being famous and being loved and having a lot of fans and that the mundane and banal things, everyday things, are there present. And so it's like going back to Earth poem. But instead of me talking about it, let Bloch talk about it. So I'm starting with Russian. No, I'm starting with English, and then I'm continuing with Russian. Today, the English translation uh, 
was done by Vladimir Markov and Meryl Sparks. I found it on the internet. Okay. The night, the street, street lamp, drugstore. A meaningless dull light about. You may live 25 years more. All will still be there. No way out. You die, you start again, and all will be repeated as before. The cold rippling of the canal, the night, the street, street lamp, drugstore. Ночь, улица, фонарь, аптека, бессмысленный и тусклый свет. Живи еще хоть четверть века, все будет так, исхода нет. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала, и повторится все как встарь. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала, аптека, улица, фонарь. So as I mentioned before, this poem symbolized his uh, stepping back from the ephemeral sublime world, from his fascination with symbolism and going to a more realistic, materialistic banal sort of writing. So in 1912, when this um, poem was written, he was already very famous. He had a lot of love from his fans, his life was like very superficial and very happy at the same time. However, these great tragedies made him concentrate on other things. So this poem is sort of an attempt to answer the question, why we come to this world? He cannot answer this question, and the feeling of sadness and despair is uh, present throughout the lines. So life is represented as a closed circle. Everything repeats itself. Every, nothing ever changes. Uh, it's curious to look into the colors, into the mood colors of the poem. So if we look at the adjectives, we see tuskly, which means dull, besmyslenny, meaningless, ledinoy, uh, cold, like icy cold. So these are the colors of Bloch's life in this moment of writing the poem. Everything a person can do is just to see a tiny part of the big existence. There is no way a person can be uh, infinite, no way a person can grasp the whole complexity of the world within his life. So the sadness about it, inspired by the tragedies that he's been through, got materialized into this very stable picture that surrounded him at that moment. At the same time, he believes in reincarnation, but then he repeats again that everything is happening at the same place at the same pace and at the same rhythm. You can live another life, but it's all be the same. And then he again mentions the stable things that surround him. Noch, night, ulitsa, street, fanar, street lamp, apteka, drugstore. Um, this poem is connected with a crucial moment in life of Blog. He realizes that he's just like a tiny grain of sand in totality of life and he understands that he has to make some big choices in this, in this life soon. This is sort of a prophecy, because he indeed has to make very important choices. Because look at the date, look at the year when it was written, 1912. The revolution was coming in Russia. So he understands that he needs to choose between material and spiritual, between infinite and between moments. So in the end, um, he realizes, he figures out afterwards what is important for him, and probably that's why he takes this very crucial decision for him to stay in Russia after the revolution. And this decision for him was fatal.
He decided to stay in Russia uh, while the revolution because he felt that he needs to be with his country. He wants to go through it along with uh, his people and his country. And uh, he was very happy with the new regime. He was completely um, glad that, new, that the regime changed, that new people were in power. And the new regime was very happy that he felt that way. And that's why the new regime took a lot of advantage of him. So he was appointed in different new commissions and organizations, and he was just so, so busy into different things that didn't really necessarily have a direct connection with the poetry. So he was uh, presenting at different events. Um, he was also working in the commission, like writing the reports about the change, like the social changes, about, well, about the the destinies of the people who were with the regime, who were not with the regime. And um, he didn't feel happy doing that. He felt that he forgot how to write anymore. He felt that he's so busy with things that don't really make sense that he lost himself in the end. So afterwards, in 1920s, he got really, really sick. He got sick and he needed to go abroad for treatment. So he needed to go to this special clinic in Finland in order to uh, improve his health somehow. But uh, for going abroad, he needed to get a visa. He needed to get a permission from the government for going abroad. And this permission just was never granted for him. And he kept asking and a lot of influential people were asking for him. And then he, on the 6th of August, he got the news that he got the permission of going abroad. But on the 7th of August, he died from inflammation of the heart valves. So um, this is the cost of taking the decision of staying with the, the country, of following what he believed was right to do. But we see some traits of prophecy in the poem that he knows that even though the scenery changes, the background changes, the regime changes, the power changes, but something still remains the same. Something is still stagnant in this life. And this is daunting him. So I think that this is a very powerful poem. And if we read it in the today's context, I think that we can take new meanings out of it. Because uh, now this, this poem was written more than a hundred years ago. And there were another parts of surrounding for blog that matter to him. But nowadays, when we are filled with digital information, with TV, mobile phones, and all this sort of stuff, like different components fill our mundane everyday life. And we can feel that this is not so repetitive, that we're living a very diverse life, full of meanings, full of new experiences, new emotions. But at the same time, it's very important to be conscious of some stagnant things and uh, to see be behind this facade of diversity and. Uh, bright, colorful experiences, this mundane and banal component of life, which ultimately uh, is always present and daunting on us. And I think that thinking about it can just open new facades and new approaches to understanding who we are in this world, why are we here, and what is really important for us. So um, at this moment, I offer you to switch to the learning of the poem. Um, the translation is almost 100% uh, accurate uh, in terms of that word-to-word -word translation provided. But anyways, while we will learn the poem, I will translate some parts for you for your convenience.
So let's start with the first line. Noć, ulica, fanar, aptieka. Noć, ulica, fanar, aptieka. Night, street, street lamp, drugstore. Noć, ulica, Fanari apteka. Noć ulica. Fanari apteka. Noć ulica fanari apteka. Noć ulica fanari apteka. Second line. Bismyslenny и тусклый свет, meaningless and dull light, бессмысленный, бессмысленный, бессмысленный и тусклый, бессмысленный и тусклый свет. Бессмысленный и тусклый свет. Two lines together. Ночь, улица, фонарь, аптека. Бессмысленный и тусклый свет. Живи еще хоть четверть века. You may live another quarter of a century. Живи, live, imperative, еще, more, хоть, um, at least, четверть, quarter, века, century. Живи еще, живи еще, живи еще хоть четверть Века. Живи еще хоть четверть века. Живи еще хоть четверть века. Все будет так, исхода нет. All will be like this. No way out. Все будет так. Все будет так. Все будет так. Исхода нет. Исхода нет. Все будет так. Исхода нет. Good news! We're in the middle of the poem, and now let's repeat the first four lines together, line by line. Ночь, улица, фонарь, аптека. Бессмысленный и тусклый свет. 
Живи еще хоть четверть века. Все будет так, исхода нет. Ночь, улица, фонарь, аптека. Бессмысленный и тусклый свет. Живи еще хоть четверть века. Все будет так, исхода нет. The second part. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала. You die, you start again. Умрешь, you die, начнешь, begin, опять сначала. Опять again, сначала, from the beginning. Умрешь. Умрешь, умрешь, начнешь опять. Умрешь, начнешь опять. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала. И повторится все как старь. И повторится. И повторится. И повторится все. And all will be repeated. И повторится все. И повторится все как старь. И повторится все как старь. И повторится все как старь. Now uh, two lines together. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала. И повторится все как старь. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала. Night, icy rippling of the canal. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала. Ледяная рябь канала. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала. Ночь. Ледяная рябь канала. Аптека, улица, фонарь. Two lines together. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала. Аптека, улица, фонарь. Now the second part. All together. Well done. Умрешь, начнешь опять сначала. И повторится все как старь. Ночь, ледяная рябь канала. Аптека, улица, фонарь. Great job! You've done it! You arrived till the end of the poem. So, just for your reference, remember to check the description of this podcast because there will be a link 
to the blog where uh, I will write the text of the poem in Russian, in English, and then there will be a vocabulary, detailed vocabulary, with the usage of the words, in which case are they used, what is their translation. So you can learn it by heart. If you don't feel like learning the poem, you can learn the words so you maintain adding new words to your vocabulary. Or you can just um, go through the poem again. If you don't feel like listening to the podcast entirely, but you want to remember the poem, or you just prefer look, seeing the poem visually, so click the link, please. And another thing that I want to tell you, that it's very, very important to learn Russian poetry, because you know that there is no regular rule with the usage of Russian stress in Russian language. So by learning the poems and memorizing the words, you can memorize the stresses as well. So share this podcast with anybody who wants to learn Russian, who is learning Russian at, at, the, sa at the same moment with you. And uh, good luck. Большое спасибо за то, что вы слушали меня. Thank you very much for listening to me. I'll see you in a week time. Bye-bye. Пока-пока. -bye.